Yes, once again, I want to welcome all of you to Emmanuel Christian Assembly, where the Word of God lives and where prayer thrives. And everyone that stands with us and stay with us always is blessed. And we are trusting that this Word of God will find an expression in your life today. Hallelujah. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that has become a weight in a lot of people's lives. Most Christians, people have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. And yet, to see the manifestation of the glory of God in their personal lives, sometimes it becomes very difficult. And sometimes also prayer becomes very, very um, boring because there is no resource to prayer. Every time you pray, you don't see the manifestation of the results of your prayer. It becomes a weight. And the next time, why do I have to pray? At the end of the day, there will be no answer anyway. So people cannot tend to switch off. Others also stand in the place of unbelief in a whole lot of matters that goes on in their life, even though they know that God is able to do some stuff. But to them, they feel that God cannot do that or they may not be able to achieve that in God. Hallelujah. And therefore, it is my responsibility by the grace and by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that we go into this place of overcoming doubt and building faith in confidence. Overcoming doubt and building faith in confidence. I tried to touch on this thing a couple of um, days ago, and, and the Spirit of God prompted my heart to be able to bring it again in a full fledged with the Word of God back in it. So that men will understand that the Bible actually helps us to know that we can come to the place of maturity in Christ by way of having understanding about the things of the Spirit and the things of the Word of God concerning our lives and concerning the promises of God, concerning our stand in the faith, concerning our confidence in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So wherever you stand and declare that in the mighty name of Jesus automatically you have at the back of your mind a kind of results that you are expecting to see in your life. Hallelujah. So this thing is a, a three-point turn of understanding. One, the first place that we have to understand is to deal with the matters of our minds. The second place is to deal with the matters of the heart. And the third place is to deal with the matters of the mind. So this is the three areas that we'll be going to um, expound on by the grace of God. Hallelujah. So if you uh, are interested in this, please share with a brother. Hopefully, their faith in Christ can grow. Hopefully, the spirit of doubt, the enemy put in our minds, can God do this? Is this possible? Can you see your child coming to pass? Can you see the breakthroughs happening for you? Can you see your healing happening? Or is because of this, that is why this thing is not happening. All those kind of demonic activities and all whisperings of doubt into our minds, we can have a sense of absoluteness towards the word of God, which God has spoken concerning you and I, and then we can have confidence in that and be able to walk according to the will of God. Hallelujah. So, the overcoming doubt and building faith in Christ or in confidence is very, very vital to our Christian walk. Amen. Hallelujah. 
The first scriptures that we want to deal with, one, we want to deal with the mind first so that we move on, we progress to uh, the heart or the mouth, and then we, we bring a conclusion as to how the solutions can be. When you have these together, by God's grace, you are untouchable, you're unstoppable, and you can reach to the heights of the glory of God. Hallelujah. You will not wait for a pastor to be praying for you. It is good to get a pastor's praying for you, but you yourself can also stand on your feet by God's grace and defend your turf, defend your territory, defend your family, defend yourself, your businesses, and all that by the grace of God, because the devil is a liar. Amen. <clears throat> We're dealing with the mind. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3, and I want us to take it from verse uh let's start from verse one verse one the, the bible said if then you were raised with christ seek those things which are above we are dealing with the mind how to be able to work on your mind so that it can accept the word of god that is one of the scriptures we are quoting now colossians chapter three the bible says that if then we are raised with christ seek those things which are above where christ is sitting at the right hand of God. This morning on Spotify, our prayers from, uh, from Psalm 44, the hand, the right hand of God is on life. So if you want to pray along, you can tune in and pray along on Spotify, the right hand of God. Hallelujah. So the Bible says in verse 2, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth here. Hallelujah. For you died. The moment you accepted Jesus Christ, the Bible says that you died. You died and your life is hidden in Christ and in God. So Colossians, the book of Colossians, is helping us to understand where you and I start from. That the moment we accepted Jesus Christ, anything of the carnality of our mindset or our mind's thinking died from this world and now our whole being and our thinking must be raised on the things above from god not from man not on earth here because we are now above we are with christ in in, in the heavens we are with god in his throne so our thinking the bible says that we should set our minds on things above so now you are no way down there the bible says from verse one that we have been raised with christ so we should seek for things which are above. So from today, every thought that comes into your mind, anything that comes into your domain, remember this, that your thinking must be a thing that is meriting the things of above. What God is saying, what is God saying today? That is what my mind must be reasoning about. Hallelujah. So any defeatism and any doubt, any spirit that the enemy whispers into our ears, into our heart for us to feel that, oh, we cannot match up to this because of this. We cannot do this because of that. We cannot do this. Listen, there are all the lies of the enemy to make you feel as though you do not belong. But Christ, you have been raised with him. And so your mind and your thinking must be set on things above according to the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verse 1, 2, and 3. Hallelujah. So be, you, from today, you no longer live just as people seize you. Hallelujah. You are a spirit being. You are fully bona fide child of God. The Lord's grace and the favor of the Lord is upon your life. 
So anywhere you stand, whether you are standing behind or before 1,000 people, 10,000 people, 200,000, 1 million people, the whole nation, have this at the back of your mind that you are a child of God, you have died to the flesh, you have been raised with Christ, and so your mind is set on the things above. Hallelujah. First Peter, first Peter, uh, first Peter uh, chapter 1. The Bible also says this. First Peter chapter 1. Let's do verse 13. It said, Therefore, guide up the loins of your mind and be sober and rest your hope fully on the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelations of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible expects you and I now to get up, which means that protect, you know, do things, you work on things or words or ideas or plans that can keep your mind in shape so that the things that Christ will bring to you, the Bible says that will be sober. We can come to the place of humility, a place of, of, of readiness to accept what Christ brings our way and we rest our hope fully upon, fully, again I say, fully upon the grace. Of, of our Lord Jesus Christ, that is to be brought to us through the revelations of our Lord. So people of God, do not allow your mind to buy things that does not allow Christ Jesus to be glorified in you. If it is a place of fear that the enemy put in you, the Bible says that we should not entertain those things. But rather, we should allow the soberness of the glory that is found in the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. We should fully rest that hope in it. And Christ shall be glorified in us. So working on your mind is a way of trying to debunk, if I can put it that way, or to delete, if I can go to the uh, technical terms in terms of uh, technology, delete some stuff from your mind. By way of letting your mind to be in a place of readiness to accept the word of God, just as the Lord has spoken, which is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the Bible wants us to do that so that we can come to that place where fully you and I can have that full assurance knowing that whatever is going on with our life, we know that Christ is involved because our thinking, our mindset is not on what people are saying. My mind is on what Christ is saying. Hallelujah. Amen. Is, is anybody being blessed at the moment? Hallelujah. Are, are you being blessed? Please. The Bible says in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 12, let's do verse 2. Let's start from verse 1. Let's do verse 1. He says, I beseech you, brethren, therefore, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. It's one of the ways to debunk your mind by way of presenting yourself to the Lord. Hallelujah. And verse 2 says that, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Anadikratas. This is very deep stuff. And I want you to take your time to pick it up quite well. Listen, the Bible expects you and I now to present ourselves to Christ. Hallelujah. 
Secondly, he wants us to be in the place of renewing ourselves or our minds by way of proving what is right in the word of God. So if there is any thought in your mind that does not merit or does not agree with the purposes of God with your life, what you do is this. You begin to delete those things concerning your life. If you feel that this is not the time that I have to get sick, the enemy says that, look, you are supposed to be getting sick at this time. You are supposed to die at this time. You are supposed to do this. There is always a word that Satan will try to bring in your life to make you feel as though you do not count in the sight of the Lord. But the word of the Lord says that one thing we've got to do is to renew our minds. And the best place by you helping yourself to be renewing the mind is to use the word of God, the worship of the spirit, and the praying in tongues. One of the things I spoke to one of my sisters is, is praying in tongues. Every time my mind is heavy and I'm bogged down and I don't know what to do, I begin to go into the place of prayer in tongues. And I begin to pray in tongues as best as I can and as far as I can. And I go in there praying and pray and pray. By the time I realize my spirit is, 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 is lightened, the weight of my mind is gone, and now there's a sense of clarity in my mind. Sometimes I take worship, and I go in with worship, you know. So people of God, there is anything that the Word of God has made a provision and availability with anything that you need to be able to help you to get your mind renewed. If you don't have anything at all, I want to encourage you by the message of God that tune into Emmanuel Christian Assembly on our Spotify and then log on onto any of those messages on there or prayer points on there and pray along. Hallelujah. Your spirit will be liberated and you shall see your mind to be in tune with God. So the Bible expects us to be able to work on our minds so that we can come to the place of divine understanding, divine knowledge of who we are in God, the power that backs us, the anointing that we possess, the strategies of growth in the spirit, the things that we need to do to be able to mount out to the glory of God, the things that we have to uh, work on, on ourselves. Sometimes there are some situations and some behaviors that we don't know how to get rid of. By the time you grow in understand of the things of the mind you know how to put those things aside quickly hallelujah because there is a sense of maturity in your mind hallelujah verse 16 says that be of this same mind towards one another and do not set your mind on on things too high hallelujah but associate with the humble and do not be wise in your own opinion the Bible says that we should not be wise in our own opinion. And we don't have to puff ourselves up too high. Hallelujah. One of the things that hurts us as people of God is how pride finds a way to creep, uh, to creep in into our life, to weaken our effort, to weaken our growth. But people of God, I want to encourage you, don't let that thing happen. Anytime you see yourself getting to that place where pride is trying to set in, please, you begin to work on yourself. Say, Lord, I don't want to let pride 
to puff me up too high above what I should be. But I want to humble myself under the mercy and under the grace of God. It's a way of working on your mind. Hallelujah. The enemy put those things in us so that we don't get to that place of being able to attain the wisdom and the knowledge of God by way of putting pride, arrogance, disobedience, and stubbornness, and things, all kinds of stuff. Mess. It's not, I call them mess of the spirit. They mess your spirit up with all kinds of issues. That's not necessary. Humility is a great key in the sight of God. And the Bible says that God associates with such ones. And he is the one that lifts those people up. Hallelujah. So if you can build your faith, if you can cast out doubt, you can work on anything. Humility is also part of the key. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go to number two. We have to also work on our hearts. We have to work on our hearts. Point number two. Working on the heart, please take this from my heart. From my heart, it's very, very important. Listen, whatever goes on here calculatively, which is in the minds, the heart begins to accept whatever the mind processes, and when the mind sends the message to the heart, then the mouth begins to alter those words. That's why today is a three point ten. Again, I feel that if the heart of man is not in the place of alignment with what the mind is thinking, whatever the mind says will be a lie. So the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 to 12. Let's open to Hebrews chapter 4, uh, 4 verse 1 to 12. Uh, 1, to, 1 and 2. Let's do 1 and 2. Let's cut down a bit because of time. So therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So for us to be able to grow and understand and to be able to build faith, we've got to work on our hearts. And the Bible says that when the word of the Lord comes to us, we've got to miss it with faith by way of accepting. So from the mind already, now we have worked on the mind. Now we are dealing with the issues of the heart. And Hebrews 4, 1 and 2 is helping us to understand that there's a place of mixing of stuff. Mixing something, which is the faith that is in Christ Jesus. Let me help you something here. Everyone who has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior, has a measure of faith. There is a particular measure of faith that the Bible says that it is deposited in your spirit. So when this faith is dropped inside of you, the Bible expects you to grow or mature in it. And by way of maturing in it, the Bible will say that reading and hearing the word of the Lord. If we can go by way of understanding of listening to the word of God and hearing the word of God over and over, like a few days ago, or was it yesterday? I wanted to get something into my spirit about healing. And one of the men of God that I've been following, Prophet Kubus, I was, I was listening to a message, a very simple message, about 15-minute message. And he posted it online. And I felt so, so touched by that message. 
Yeah, I was listening to it on, on, on Friday. And then I said, Lord, I need this. I need the full revelation of this message. So I began to dip down to, to embalm on the thing. And the thing was not staying in me because there were so much things going on in my mind. So now I had to debunk my mind and then work on my heart and begin to speak things out. And then I began to hear and listen to the, the same 15-minute message over and over and over again for almost about five to ten times so that it can register in me with the scriptures and everything. People of God, that is the way of working on yourself because the over and over recitals of these things helps to register some stuff within the heart. And now whatever is in here will begin to correspond with whatever is going on in your heart. I mean, whatever is in your mind will begin to correspond with whatever is going on in your heart so that your mouth will alter whatever the agreement between the mind and the heart is. If not, we will never see results in prayer because there will be always a sense of doubt, a sense of inachievement, a sense of not belonging. We will feel as though that we are people who does not come to the place where we deserve. You know, that's one of the things the enemy uses. Do you deserve to receive healing? Listen, nobody deserves to receive any healing. But Christ, Jesus, has qualified you and I to deserve the message of God, to deserve the blessings of God, to deserve the breakthroughs of God. But we've got to take that doubt out of our minds and let the heart accept what the mind is saying. For example, when you get to this point where you feel that the heart is not accepting what the mind is thinking, what you want to pray is this. As we prayed on few, uh, what was it on Friday? You begin to pray that Father set my heart on fire, and take every debris that does not allow my heart to believe what you have spoken concerning my life or concerning your promises in your word. Healing is one of the promises. Hallelujah! It is. It is there. We don't need to. <laughs> We don't need to go and beg for God for it. He has given to every child of his provision of financial resources, provision of marriages, provision of everything. So you and I, we are not handicapped. You and I, we are not people who are supposed to be without the results of heaven. No, there should be a continual provision if you need it. Ask God. The Bible says that ask and it shall be given. Hallelujah. Which means that it is available for the taking. But the doubt the unbelief that the enemy put in our heart. I was sharing last time that a man who came to Jesus Christ and speaking to him said, please, can you help me? Uh, my son, my son, he's having this convulsion and epilepsy or something that was um, uh, almost killing him. Uh, he can cast him in fire and stuff like that. And Jesus said that, if you believe, and the man was saying that, I believe, but help my unbelief. Because there is a place where the mouth is saying what the heart is not believing, and the mind.
Kreto Musambe, the devil is a liar. Hasheto. And so I want to I want to share with you Matthew 15, verse 8. That these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Hallelujah. In vain they worship me. In vain they worship me. The hearts of a man must always be connected to the Lord God that they serve. Anyone who has connected themselves to any higher power, I'm not talking about only about spiritual in terms of righteousness, but there are people who have got all kinds of evil forces backing them. Everything they do, they let their mind and their heart connect to it so that they can see results. It's the same way as a child of God. When you come to the place of understanding who you are in God, the Bible expects you to connect your mind and your heart together with what God has said. Hallelujah. It is not us who wrote it. I didn't write the Bible, but God did. Hallelujah. He sent it through the inspirations of his word to all those who will accept him. And from that point on, by the grace of God, you and I will be able, will be able to attain to the place where we can receive what God is saying. Hallelujah. Amen. So we should always let our heart to be in the place of respect and obedience to what God is saying and accept it just as he has said it. If we do that, we glorify him because the manifestation will quickly come. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's open to Romans and let's do the, the last one, which is the mark, the mark. The map, Moshe Trandi Kerebosaba. The map, the Bible says something. I think that we, if we go to Romans chapter 10, the Bible says that my brethren, I'm reading from verse 1 to 13, if it's possible. My brethren, my heart desire and prayer to God for you, Israel, is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have zeal for God, but not according to the knowledge. For, being, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. So this is very much explanatory to everyone that is listening to me. That Christ becomes the total and the focal point to everyone who believes. So whatever you are confessing, anything that you are saying, listen, remember that Christ is the source and is the point at which you are addressing your situation. It is not what you can do. It is not what you can work with. It is not what you can profess. It is what Christ has done on the cross of Calvary. So this is an establishment that is for every child of God. There is no need for you to reinvent any wheel of trying to bring your own righteousness into the equation. People of God, we have seen this in many ways. Unfortunately, the fathers of old, some of them, hey, you have to, you don't have to put on lipstick, you have to shave your head some kind of way, you have to not chew gum, and all kinds of interesting stuff that make makes the gospel becomes even uh, all kinds of crazy stuff going on in the church. And the glory of the Father has been denied the saints for a long time. But some of us, 
some of us by the grace of God. He has revealed some of these truths to us for us to begin to walk in this. That is why I'm here sharing with you, people of God. It is not the outer signs that matters much, but it was the inward accumulation of wisdom and knowledge of the word of God that builds you up in the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. So every matter of anything, the Bible says that it fully ends or centers on what Christ has done. And so the scripture says that for Moses writes about the righteousness which is in the law. Hallelujah. But the righteousness of faith speaks this way. <laughs> Hallelujah. So do not say in your heart that who will ascend into heaven, which means that we are not trying to think within our heart about how that things will happen. Are you listening to me carefully? How, within your heart, thinking about how the things will happen. How is the prayer going to happen? How is this result going to happen? How is this thing going to happen? The Bible says that we should not get to that place that how is going to go to heaven and draw Jesus Christ back on the scene to, or for me to know. And that also to bring Christ down from above. And, and verse 17 says, verse 7 says that, who will also descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. So the how will leave that to God. One of the fathers that I love following is this. I think Dr. Jeremiah, that is his name. He says that you take the actions in faith and leave the consequences to God. Which means that you leave the how the prayer is going to be answered or how you're going to get the husband, how you're going to get the healings to God. Leave that to God. That's not my job. It is not my place. I don't have to think about. Can you imagine that your daughter comes to you and asks that, Mommy, I'm hungry. And this little boy says that, Mommy, I want to eat. I, Mommy, I'm hungry. I want to eat. And it's pestering you. You as a mother, what do you do? What you do automatically is that you go and find food for the child to eat. My son, was it yesterday or this morning? I was watching my last born baby Jesus. I was watching something. I went to the shop with him and we bought, he loves some yogurt. I bought some yogurt and then I brought it and he wanted me to give to him. And I said, Wait, I will do it for you. So I went out to bring some stuff from the car and brought it to the kitchen. And the yogurt was in there. He found the yogurt. I had, I had to go back again to bring some stuff. By the time I came back inside, the little boy, he's only one and a half, almost two. He's not two yet. He's, he was able to pick up the yogurt, broke it, opened one up, and found spoon for himself and began to dig into the thing. I'll post it online. You will see all his mouth everywhere in his jacket and all that. It's messed up. And I was wondering, how did he find a spoon? I was wondering, how did he even manage to peel the thing off? He's, he's not two yet. Because he was pestering me now, when I came, he had messed himself up. And God is not waiting for you to mess yourself up. He will make sure that whatever you need, you get it. But there must be understanding. And there must be correlation between your mind, your mouth, and your heart. And that is what brings about whatever you are asking from the Lord. Hallelujah. He is the one that takes the responsibility of making sure that you provide, he's providing you with whatever you need in your life. 
The Bible puts it this way, Matthew, that if your children ask you for bread, will you give them stone? Or they ask you for, for meat or fish, will you give them serpent? Will, will you pick up a snake? Your child is questioning you with, with, with meat and you are giving them snake. You won't do that. How much more our Father in heaven? All that he wants us to know is that he is able. That's all. And then we leave the rest for him. The Father, I lean on you. Father, I rely on you. If you don't do it, that's one of my prayers. I said, listen, if you don't do it, no one will ever be able to do this. If you don't bless me, no one will ever be able to bless me. If you don't favor me, no one will ever be able to favor me. Lord, if you don't open this door, who else can be able to open the doors for me? And so today, I know that let your ability perform in my life. That God's grace, he brings it past. He brings it to pass. Hallelujah. So the mind and the mouth must, and the heart must always work together. Hallelujah. So when you are praying and your mind is on something else, don't bother your prayer. It is better to start doing something else than to let your mind. That's why it is so people close their eyes because they, it helps them to avoid distraction. That's why others go on their knees and bow their heads to their knee, uh, the ground to avoid distraction. That's why others shut the doors and all that. The Bible even uh, says that, said, go into your closet. It is a way of blocking all kinds of mechanisms that will distract your focus and your ability to zero in on what God has said. Hallelujah. And so the Bible wants us to be in that place where our mark speaks what our heart is saying and our mind will also correspond with what the heart brings. Hallelujah. Amen. So the word of God, the Bible says in verse 8, but what does it say? It says the word of God, the word is near you, in your mouth and is in your heart. So you can see here that the mouth is being mentioned and the heart is also being mentioned. That is the word of faith. And we can hear, we can see the faith also being mentioned here, which were preached, which we preach. That if you confess, if you confess, verse 9, say, if you confess, which means that there's a pronouncement with the mouth, with your mouth, the Lord Jesus Christ, and believe, which is the heart of the issues of the heart, that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved, which means the salvation comes in this simple form. And so, people of God, the Bible says that for with the, with the heart, the, the, with the heart one believes and unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says that whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. So if you have this going on within you, the Bible says that you will never be put to shame. Anything that you need in God, if the heart, the mouth, and the mind understand together and you go before God in prayer. Whatever you are asking of him shall happen for you just as you ask of the Lord. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5 says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. First John 5, verse 4 and 5. What, 
whoever is born of God overcomes the world. Are there people on this platform or those listening to me being born of God? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? If you haven't done that, then you are not born of God. But if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, <coughs> my apologies, and your personal Savior, the Bible says that automatically your place of position in the things of the Spirit is an overcomer position. And so the Bible says that this is the victory that has overcome the world. That's our faith. And say, who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus Christ is the son of God. So people of God, this thing that we have dealt with, that we are dealing with, is an issue of great importance to every child of God. That your mind, your heart, and your mouth must agree with what Jesus Christ has done on the cross. That he is the son of the living God. And automatically your position of, 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 of prominence is that you are an overcomer. Therefore, everything that you do, you start from that standard that you work your way out. Hallelujah. The scripture says that in Mark 11, so now the next day when Jesus Christ, I will let, I'll let me give you the story, Mark 11 verse 12. Jesus Christ says this, that when, when, when he was with the disciples and they were traveling to one place, uh, to a, a place, and they found a fig tree by the road, and then Jesus Christ watered something out of it, but there was nothing. And so the scripture says that Jesus pronounced a curse upon it, that let no one uh, uh, get fruit from you. I'm just paraphrasing. And so the, the following day, it was only 24 hours, the following day when they were coming back, the apostles saw that the tree has withered down to the root. And so they were questioning about stuff and they didn't know why. So in their minds, they were questioning. And so one of them said, Peter said, uh, uh, remind him, said, Rabbi, listen, look, the fig tree that you cares has withered down. And Jesus said this in verse 20. Let's do 20. Now, in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the root. And Peter, reminding, reminding, uh, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cares has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to him, that have faith in God. Have faith in God. Our way of working is not what we can do, but what our God can do. Hallelujah. So if any force of darkness comes against you, it is not what you can do, but what God can do. If any principality raises its ugly head against you, it's not what you can do, but what your God can do. Because when the battle between Goliath and David was happening, it was, it was the battle of the gods. Hallelujah. David was being cursed by Goliath with his God. And now, David also responded by saying that you shall become one of the meat, just as my God 
Hallelujah. So it is the battle of the gods that we live in this world with. So if the God of this flesh, which is Satan, or the God of the Lord of our Lord Jesus Christ, and who is our God, if the two are fighting, people of God, let them fight. And we stand at the place of victory, which the Bible says that we are overcomers. Listen, if the scripture is talking about overcomer, let me quickly explain it. It is like somebody going to a battlefield, fighting the fight for you, and coming with a victory and bring you the trophy. You do not put out one, one sword, one gun, no weapon. You just stand at one place and wait, and he comes to you and brings you the war trophy. Say, listen, I've won the battle for you. Take it. This is yours. That is where every child of God stands. Hallelujah. So the scripture says that you've got to have faith in God. And 23 says, for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. I didn't say that. It's the Bible. So the issue now is we've got to deal with the power of that. That wages war in our mind. To be able to have whatever we say. People of God, if we would have, if this thing we have be able to master it in our spirit, our soul, and our body, and walk with it fully, I don't think that we should be where we are now. We should be where we, we should be far away far away in the things of this world and in the spirit. Every one of us, every one of us, people of God, from today, work on your heart. From today, work on your mind. And from today, work on what you say on your mouth. Because if you give your mouth to the things that is not necessary, that is where the enemy uses as a weapon. Because what you say, the Bible says that you shall be judged by what you say. 24, therefore, I say to you, whatever things that you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Amen. Hallelujah. So the scripture now helps us to understand something. One, we should have faith in God. Number two, we should say or speak with the mouth. Number three, the heart must also be in the place of work. And number four, we have to let go of any weight that holds us down unforgiveness, you know, and the things that we don't trust ourselves with and all that. Let's put all those things aside and let's trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and God will help us to grow in Him. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 also helps us to help, see that the just shall live by faith. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 also, so then faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. Hebrews 11, verse, verse 6 also says that, he said, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we've got to, to build, to cast out doubt and build faith in confidence. You've got to work on your mind, you've got to work on your heart, and you've got to work on your mouth. And by so doing, you can rise through the, the place of glory 
and be able to do what God has called you to do. This is what God sent me to come and share with you today. People of God, if you feel that this message is important to you, I want you to go and listen to it over and over again on Spotify, on YouTube, on any other medium that you can be able to attain. And by so doing, the Lord will help you grow and show you. Amen.